Davis Lee of Southeastern 14, joined by Blake Lovell, also of Southeastern 14. We're here to talk about what the committee did right and wrong in the college football playoff selections. A reminder, this video is sponsored by our friends at Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling. NFL in full stride. The NBA and NHL are also hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering information. Up to the minute sports wagering odds, news, trends, and predictions. Bet online is the top spot for everything pro and the big four. Bet online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played from MMA to international soccer. Head to bet online today. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Blake, let's start here. Most of the focus is on the four teams that got in and the teams that were left out. And the committee revealed its top six at the show yesterday. Of course, later we found out the entire top 25. We did a couple videos on Saturday night. And one thing we said both times was, this is what we do if we were the committee. And what we said was, Michigan 1, Washington 2, Texas 3, Alabama 4. That is exactly what the committee came up with. It was controversial. It was going to be controversial anyway. They sliced it because you were either leaving out an Alabama team that I think everybody thinks an SEC champion is a top four team. You could even say the SEC has two of the top four teams. It is just about the top teams. On the other hand, you were leaving out an unbeaten conference champion in Florida State which that pretty much never happens. If you'd said that before the season, we would have said you're crazy. But the Jordan Travis injury was a factor, as Boo Corrigan admitted, in not so many words. And in my opinion, was it tough? Yes. Was it going to be tough either way if you leave Alabama out? Yes. You had to make two tough choices. And at the end, I think the committee made the choices that made for the best playoff. Well, yeah, it's uh, plenty of reaction to that so far um, with people giving their thoughts. Of course, we've seen all the statements from the Florida State side and the, the ACC side and, and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we we did. We kind of thought this is the way it would go. Um, and I think there's some there's reason to poke holes in multiple theories here because if you're saying, you know, you rank them by the best teams and you're picking, you know, based on the four best teams that give you the chance for the four for the best playoff, right? I told you, I mean, if that's the case, how does Georgia slip from number one to number six? Yeah. Based on a three point loss to Alabama. I just, uh, to me, that is one where, and I've seen a lot of people kind of pick on that theory is, you know, if you're going to leave Florida State out and you're going to use that as the criteria, well, then how on earth does Georgia drop to number six? Like it just, I don't think that that necessarily combines with the other argument. So, um, but yes, I mean, I, we talked about it. We said, look, they could go this way with Alabama. They could go this way with Florida state. I told you the more we talked through it, I'm like, you know, I could see them keeping Florida state in there, the sec getting left out, but it was all about the one piece of criteria or actually there was a couple different things that I think this was about. You know, as we saw on the, the selection show, um, as part of the criteria, and we've all known this, and that's why I told you when we, we talked on Saturday night, I said, 
the committee has an out. Like they have an out yeah. with Florida State. It is very obvious what that out is. And as it said, I mean, I'm reading it right from the screen here, as it said on the show. Other relevant factors, such as the unavailability of key players and coaches that have affected a team's performance during the season or likely will affect its postseason performance. Like, that's part of the criteria. And we all know what that means. Um, and I hate it, right? Like, it's it yeah. sucks for Florida State. Because, like people were saying, too, and you think of just the, you know, the human element of it. This guy, you know, this kid breaks his leg, basically, and it's just like, your entire team is now essentially feeling like they're let down off of that. Right. And it's, I mean, come on. And I, I, it's a reason why we're going to the expanded playoff, but again, that's part of like the human side of this thing where it's just, that is just brutal um, to think about. But what did we say? We said, he's never going to say anything about Jordan Travis. That was the first thing he said when he pointed out why Florida state didn't make it like that was it. Like that was the reasoning was, well, they lost Jordan Travis. The offense is different. It's a different team than they were through the first 11 weeks, which we would all agree with, right? Like, it's not the exact same team because they don't have him at quarterback. But so, yeah, I mean, this was this was one where, like we said, the committee was not going to win either way here. Um, mm -hmm. They were going to have a tough – they were going to be in a tough spot no matter whether it's Alabama or Florida State. But just like we sort of projected, it did come down to those two teams, even though – like I mentioned from the start, <laughs> the fact that Georgia's dry, it, it is interesting to think of if the criteria we're using that Georgia drops from one to six, having won, you know, every game they had played at that point and lost by a field goal in the SEC championship game. You know who the big winner was? I don't know. The 12 team playoff. Oh, well, yeah. Of course. <laughs> I mean, really, but no, seriously, we, we kind of, I said it kind of jokingly, but not, I guess not really like is Boo Corrigan going to address the elephant in the room of Jordan Travis. And that look, that is hard because if you come out and admit it, that, that puts you right out there in front of, of everybody on social media and in the media just to, to kill you. But I appreciate his honesty. Yeah, it was tough, but I mean, and I, I get Florida State won every game. Is is it an easy outcome? No. There wasn't going to be an easy outcome. And I think once you accept that, it makes making the best decision that makes the most sense, that helps you create the best playoff a little easier route to go. Well, I mean, in Florida or excuse me, Georgia, I don't know what the odds were this morning. I saw it last night, but you know, the internet works. It's not going to be fast enough for me to find it right this second, but um, you know, they were, uh, what was it? I don't know how many points they were favored by. I'm going to pull it up right now. Yeah. So they're a 13 and a half point favorite right now against Florida state. Yeah. You know? And so it's again, that, that it's tells you all of, you need to know that just puts it right there in numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I know. And look, I'm trying to, <laughs> just like we did on Saturday. I'm trying to give you reasons on both sides um, as to why this is. I think most people would say, what did the committee get wrong? They got wrong putting Alabama in over Florida State. But as we have pointed out, again, in multiple videos, now it's just they were going to put together the best college football playoff, they thought, in their minds. And we just thought the way this thing unfolded, it was going to be Alabama. Um, 
you know, there's always some hesitation there because it is unprecedented, right? I mean, it's unprecedented in, in multiple ways. Georgia was the first team that entered the week number one that didn't make the playoff. Florida State's the first team now that goes unbeaten in the Power Five, doesn't make it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, boy, I, it's just, I, again, I know we're going to, look, we're going to move past this because we know the playoff now. We know Michigan's going to play Alabama. We know Texas is going to play Washington. Um, but I just think, yeah, the committee sort of, left you reasons to poke holes in their argument, like I said, in, in a couple different spots. But ultimately, I can't say I'm surprised in any way, shape, or form that this is the route they went. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Georgia dropped from one to six with a three-point loss to Alabama, which lost one game all season to Texas, which is in the playoff, that, that is just crazy. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's not defensible because I, I completely understand it. We walked through the mechanics of a lot of this on Saturday night, but that that is just how competitive college football is. Whether you like the way that it has come together, which I don't, I think the combination of, of transfer portal, of NIL, of tampering, and, and even throw social media in there, it's a disaster. I don't feel like anybody's really happy when they wake up most mornings, but it is ironically created for a great product, and, and you saw it play out. And, and just all these, how do you separate these teams line of thinking that we all went through over the weekend? Well, and everybody's, and I know everybody's pointing out the TCU example of, you know, what happened last year. Do you put yourself in the same position, you know, where it's, but again, every, every situation is different. This is different for Florida state. Like this is just a, a different one. Um, and, you know, I know we brought up like strength of schedule numbers and all those different things and FPI and all these different metrics that, you know, we had talked about before in the previous video we did. And that's why, again, it's like I think I tried to talk myself into saying, hey, there's a realistic chance the SEC gets left out here. But, you know, the more you went into that selection show, I was just like, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Alabama is going to get the nod and it's going to set a lot of people off in terms of, you know, looking at the Florida State situation. And, yeah, I mean, like I mentioned before, it's they, they won every game they played. <laughs> I mean, and it's hard to – but, like, I mean, again, that's why we're going to the 12-team playoff is because this can't happen again. Like, you know, this just is a situation where you, you can. And it was the ultimate chaos scenario. We always laugh about our chaos scenarios. I think I did the ESPN playoff predictor. There was a 7% chance that things unfolded exactly as they did um, in terms of that kind of being the final spot where Alabama wins and so forth. Um, I think it was a 7% chance that all those things hit the way they did. And yet the committee got put in a situation where they had to come up with the, the improbable scenario. Um, and yeah, so. And, and, you know, ESPN's playoff predictor, I think about three weeks ago, do you know who it gave the number one odds to? Florida State. I can't remember if it was Florida State. Well, maybe, maybe botched. At one point, I think Ohio State might have been up there. Oh, yeah, that's right. You keep bringing up Ohio State. with ESPN. Well, and here's they, the thing. Ohio State was the number one team in the playoff rankings, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. They weren't even in the top six. All they did was they lost one close game at Michigan. Yeah. These, these are – this is how close it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's – 
Oh man. Um, yeah, I think it's just, I, I don't know how, what else to add on this because I know everyone's talked about it, but it is really kind of a situation where I, I don't know, right. If let's say Georgia's ranked, I don't know. That, that's to me. I think that's where the committee left themselves open for lots of criticism is the, the Georgia moving from one to six and then making the same argument about the best teams. And again, I just don't, I just don't know how you could do that and put George at six and say that it's the same criteria. Um, so I think that's where, again, this would be a lot easier if you shuffled this around a little bit, but anyway, slice it. Like we said, this is a, this was going to be a putting yourself in a, in a corner here um, and trying to figure out the best option, the best way to get out. And it just, there wasn't a perfect option either way, I think. The rest of the poll, Florida State 5, Georgia 6, Ohio State 7, Oregon 8, no problem with that. That's probably the order that I would have put them in. Is there much difference between Georgia, Ohio State, and even Oregon? I don't think so. Missouri at 9 felt like the, the right spot. Same with Penn State at 10, Ole Miss at 11, Oklahoma at 12. Um, and I'm, I'm just reading down the list. LSU 13, Arizona 14. Louisville 15, Notre Dame 16, Iowa 17, NC State 18, followed by Oregon State, Oklahoma State, Tennessee, Clemson, Liberty, SMU, and Kansas State. There's not a lot that jumps out to me. It's just something that the committee got glaringly wrong. Now, the two that I have some questions about are probably Iowa and Oklahoma State being ranked where they are. I think that might be a little too high. Um Oklahoma State, the computers have not seen as a strong team. In fact, the, the composite that I use has got Oklahoma State at number 41 this morning. Um, and it's got Iowa at 38. But the, they beat some teams. They didn't lose a lot of games. I get it. I, I don't really, other than that, there's not a lot throughout the rest of the top 25 that that stands out to me as, as glaringly controversial. Yeah, I mean, let, let me ask you this, because this is one we didn't bring up in this discussion, but I think it's interesting. Does Florida State get in if Georgia beats Alabama? Let me think about that. Because then it's down to... Well, if Georgia, if Georgia State, beats Alabama, Florida State's in. And Texas is out? No, I don't think so. Because you, <laughs> you look, when, when, you, when you watch the show, when you watch the show... And and you you weren't able to watch live, but I was. But right before they announced everything, okay, you were. Okay, I thought you were. I, I watched somewhere. it after it got started, but yes, okay. I watched the whole. Yeah. But they and you, but I think by that point you knew the outcome. But when I was watching it in the moment, they they threw up that little card with all the criteria, maybe four bullet points, and the last one, and I might have even sent you a screenshot of it. It said, "No, I, I read that a few minutes okay. ago. Yeah, I read it word for word. Right, right, yeah. right." But, but but my point is when I'm watching it live, you, you know the outcome when you're watching it later, I guess. But um, I'm, I'm just thinking that they just told you what they're going to do and why they're going to do it. Well, I mean, he led with that when the first right, question, of course, asked was Alabama, Florida State. And like we just mentioned, he, he led with that. That was his answer was they didn't have Jordan Travis. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, it, you would have kind of been in the, 
that scenario where it's the same situation, right? Where you've got, well, no, I, I take that back. You would have three undefeated power conference teams, Georgia, Michigan, Washington. Then it would come down to, do you just take the fourth undefeated at Florida State? Or do you take the Big 12 champion, Texas? Who, you know, would the Alabama win have, had mean as much if Alabama's not in? I, is We're just playing hypotheticals because, you know, it's what you do after these kind of things. But it's interesting to think about. So, well... Same same thing that you you know we we talked about Georgia and Florida State. Excuse me. If um if you're playing Texas Florida State on a neutral field today, what's the line? Yeah, I mean Texas is probably at least ten to fourteen favor. points. Yeah, yeah. I think that fourteen everything is a little on the high side, but but yeah, I mean, I, but I Texas would be true be favored yeah yeah i mean that, that's that's why i think if it had turned out differently we would still yeah. text the playoff yeah well i this is yeah so that's it i mean you know you, you can't fault the committee on getting the the layups right because they got the layups right it's just um i think we knew that texas was gonna i like we said we were pretty I called it a lock. I just thought Texas was a lock to get in. Um, and it did. It ultimately came down Alabama, Florida State. So, boy, it's um, what Michigan, Alabama line is a, was it a pick em? It was a pick em at one point. I think Michigan's one and a half point favorite now. Texas, four and a half point favorite over Washington. How many? So, four and a half. Hmm. So. Yeah, that's what Vegas thinks of it. Of course, Vegas is not the committee, and they're doing this after the fact. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, Georgia's a 13.5-point favorite over Florida State, which I, I wouldn't just, you know, use that as the barometer. Though. I don't think that alone can be used because it's like, well, what's Florida State's motivation level now and all those other things? But, I mean, you said the same about Georgia, I guess. But, um, yeah, so that's where things stand. If we had a 12-team playoff – how many teams do you think could win this? <laughs> nah, I mean, probably still the same amount. I mean, I think it's, I think there's still a small few. I, I think it's the four teams in it. I think Ohio State could win it. Georgia could win it. And, and I think even Oregon would have a shot. I know Washington beat them twice. The computers still have Oregon top three, four in the country. So that that's the thing is like, I think there are maybe some who just think just because you're expanding the playoff means there's more teams have a chance to win it, which technically is true. But I just, I still think it's like, I still think you have your top teams that, that there is a, you know, there's a, there's a line there somewhere. And I, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's college. It's not college basketball, but it's, you know, it's the thought that you have these upsets and all that. I just think it's, again, I still just think you're going to have that select few of teams that have the, the chance to win it. And sure you could have upsets along the way, but I just, I still think that is the most likely scenario. I just don't Basically. know that I agree. I I just I, I don't I look. It's twelve teams. I do all twelve have a chance to win it? Yeah. I don't think so. 
No, no, but here's the thing. We we go into this usually, like most years, it's like, okay, we got fill in the blank. You usually have like a dominant Alabama or Georgia. Yeah. And and the question isn't like the question isn't really like, okay, which of the can you know, which of these four teams has the best case to win it? It's usually can anybody beat Alabama? Can anybody beat Georgia? This year, the question is like, do they even get the right, the best four teams? And like, now we're talking about teams outside the top four that we think would have had a shot to win in an expanded playoff. And that's where this has changed. And that's where all these people that defend the old systems have gotten it wrong because the game has changed overnight. The competitive landscape at the top has changed overnight. Yes. Maybe they are some of the same brands we're talking about. That's what people say. It's Alabama. It's still Alabama. It's still Georgia. It's still all those teams. Yeah, I mean, the Ohio State, it's still Michigan. But here's the thing. Usually one of those teams is separated and is a lot stronger than the others to the point where it's like, can anybody beat Team X at the top? Now it's not like that. The parity between those top teams is pretty – Pretty much there. This year. <clears throat> this year. But but see, the, but here's the thing that I'm saying. Yes, this year. But the, the difference between this year and past years, the conditions are completely different than they've been. The roster flips, the NIL. Oh, yeah. No, it's only it, moving. It's harder yeah, to separate. It's, it's like the yeah. NFL. There's not this NFL team that just plows through the, the regular season, the playoff, and beats everybody by 30 points. And that's what we have in college football. I mean, you've you've even seen in the NFL. I mean, remember the year the the eight and eight Giants beat the the unbeaten Patriots or whatever it was. I mean, you have more parity like that now. That is what I'm saying. Yes, maybe it is a lot of the same brands at the top, but but it's more the same brands at once. I think you're right in terms of the the direction it's moving in. Like I think it's only because of NIL, because of all this, like it's only going to continue to be that way. And I think we've seen that in college basketball. I have so many more upsets like in non-conference play now than we used to. Um, But like, I also know that Georgia just won 29 games in a row before losing to Alabama. And Georgia would be a double digit favorite against a lot of other teams that are in the playoff. If it was 12 teams right now. Um, I'm not saying this very second, right. But it's just, those are the kind of things that yes, and look, maybe that is the case. Maybe we move into this 12-team playoff and you go into it saying, man, there's six to eight teams that can win this thing. This year, could you say that? Possible, right? I mean, there's, like I said, there's, there, there's a strong group, I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is going to be interesting to see how that trend continues to move in that direction. But um, I, I don't know, though. Like, again, you're still going to have – but, I mean, we, we just don't know season to season you're still going to have some of those dominant teams come through, whether it's Georgia, whether it's Alabama, whether it's Michigan, whoever. Um, and maybe they just, you know, plow through the field and just beat everybody by double digits. It's possible. It might happen. But but you, but you there's no way to predict that. So you just have to wait and see how rosters are compiled. And like, we, like you just said, the issue is every roster is seemingly different every single season now in terms of transfers and all that. So it's just, it's impossible to know if someone just builds a super team like Georgia has, I mean, essentially over the past couple of seasons, cause they've beaten everybody in their path up until this Alabama game. So 
yeah, it, it's a lot more interesting. I, I I agree with that. It's a lot more interesting in terms of the dynamic. Well, let, let's let's take this too. Let's say you go further down. Let's say you put LSU or Kansas State or Oklahoma in the playoff. And I'm not saying they should have. I'm just, I mean, would would those teams be more than 10, 12-point underdogs to anybody? I mean, maybe not. And what, what's your not. average margin of victory in the playoff been in the 14 playoff era? I mean, it's been, what, 19 points, something like that? Yeah. That's my point. Maybe it would play out that way if we got to it. But I'm looking at the numbers. I'm just going to pick two teams. Um, Missouri's 16 points above average in, in this model I've got. Um, Texas is 23.9. So put Texas and Missouri on a neutral field, and, and Texas by this is an eight-point favorite. And that's what I'm saying. I think the parity even goes further down beyond that, where the, the distance between teams around, I don't know, 10 to 15 in the very top, they're not even as great as they've been. Yeah. No, I mean, look, if you just – and I know they're we're not counting in the automatic qualifiers and stuff, but like even if you just took the top twelve, I mean it's a pretty strong top twelve. Yes, it <laughs> is. It's a, it, this year is a really strong top twelve. It really is. Um, now again, it's just and remember you're adding games too. We don't know how teams are going to be affected. Just the continual grind of adding multiple games too, where by the time you get to that, you know that second extra game that you're not used to playing. Does that just become a, you know, again, does one team just get run out of the, the stadium? Like, I don't know. Like, there's there's a lot more interesting possibilities. I, I'm not I'm not denying what you're saying. I just think it's – there still is that chance, though, for me, where it's like, okay, well, the dominant teams are still going to dominate. Um, but there's no guarantee either way. So <laughs> there's no guarantee we're not going to have multiple blowouts in this 14 playoff. Like, because it's certainly possible. So. Well, just for kicks, under the 12-team playoff, here would be your first-round games. Oregon against Missouri, that, that to me is compelling. Florida State and Liberty, that's compelling. Now that Florida State doesn't have a quarterback, I mean, that's kind of an outlier. But Penn State, Ohio State, they, they've already played once. Um, and then Georgia and Ole Miss, they've also played once. So I, I don't know, maybe maybe the matchups as they worked out in what would have been the first four round games aren't as compelling for just for different reasons, but, but that doesn't mean they can't be competitive games. Some have already played and they were somewhat competitive. So. Yeah. Well, again, a lot of random thoughts on where things stand with the playoff. And I'm sure we'll, these are the same discussions that'll be had once we expand, like there'll be, you know, the team that gets left out and all these others, but you are going to have less opportunity. You're not going to leave out an undefeated power conference team in those scenarios so i don't know i guess we could say what the committee it's funny because the same answer could apply here what the committee got right they put alabama in at florida state what the committee got wrong they put alabama in at florida state you can have the same answer to both questions here so well once you accept the fact that you've got a difficult decision and there's no clear right answer in my mind it makes it a lot easier to make that decision yeah. we'll see how it plays out all right, he's Blake Lovell. I'm Chris Lee. We are Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online.